Today's episode of the two-man power trip of wrestling is presented by Podgo. Podgo is the easiest way for you to monetize your podcast. Podgo is providing podcasters with a flat rate for ad space so you always know how much you get when you include an ad from Podgo. Apply today to become a member and immediately be connected with advertisers that fit your audience. That's podgo.co. That is one more time, P-O-D-G-O dot C-O, podgo dot co. The upcoming presentation is a two-man power trip of wrestling podcast production. What's up, guys? It's the phenomenal AJ Styles. You're listening to the two-man power trip. Hi, folks. I'm WWE Hall of Famer Hacksaw and Duggan. If you'd like hearing knock-knock jokes and jokes about your grandmother, go somewhere else! Oh! Oh, my God! This is Joey Styles, and you're listening to the two-man power trip podcast. This is Cody Rhodes, and you are listening to two-man power trip. Good. How you doing, Chad? Hey, Johnny. Cool, man. What's going on? We ready to go or what? Okay. This is a uh, special visitor to hardcore legend, Mick Foley. It was a very rough feud to go through with Rick. It was a very bitter feud, too. He certainly didn't like me at that time, and I didn't like him, and we were both trying to be at the top. I don't do many wrestling shows anymore, probably because I'm a bit ignorant. You guys probably know ten times more than I do. Look, Mean Gene, I can't be beat. I'm the greatest of all time. And I would say that, and every kid, I, they knew they could kick the shit out of me. At this point, well, I'll be at a signing, and little kids will come up to me and throw up the click sign or talk about, oh, your ladder match with Sean at WrestleMania 10. I go, wait a minute, you weren't even a glimmer in your dad's eye. But yeah, bro, it's really flattering and, and amazing and humbling. Great talking to you guys. It's been your pleasure. <laughs> They've worked in and around the wrestling business. They've studied thousands of hours of wrestling, and now they bring to you the greatest legends, Hall of Famers, creative minds, and both current and future stars of pro wrestling. They are Primetime Pod and Chad, the two-man power trip of wrestling. Entertainment. Anyone who tries to make a distinction between education and entertainment doesn't know the first thing about either. Famed sociologist Marshall McLuhan. Entertainment in our society is at a tragic all-time low. Riddled with nonsensical pop culture that has little or no social, moral, or educational qualities. Gone are the days where the masses were captivated by the works of Shakespeare and Mozart, abhorrently replaced with observing the lives of ever-so-desperate housewives, or fist-pumping to eardrum-shattering bass in a sea of false tans and false bravados. Historically, one can judge a civilization as to how they choose to entertain themselves. It is a direct reflection on their moral and ethical code. Sadly, your mirror reflection reveals that you are a people of laziness, mediocrity, and complacency. Blame you for this said ignorance? That is something I pledge to never do. Save you from this said ignorance. Now that 
That is the essence of my true call. You're welcome. And now for some TMPT business. Like us on Facebook, follow us on Twitter at Two Man Power Trip and at Rasslin Pal. Subscribe to us on YouTube. Also, subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts. Please leave us a review. We would love to hear your feedback. Check out the feed for awesome past episodes, including Bruno San Martino, Sean Mike, Dusty Rhodes, Jerry Lawler, Terry Funk, Goldberg, Ray Mysterio Jr., Arn Anderson, and Glenn Kane Jacobs, and so many more. While you're on the web, visit ProWrestlingTees.com. Yes, that is ProWrestlingTees.com. Visit our store, visit J.J. Dillon's store, Francine's store, and of course, the franchise Shane Douglas store. For all you Android users out there, find us on Google Play and Player FM. For all you iOS users, check us out on TuneIn Radio, Spotify, iHeartRadio, Podomatic, and now Stitcher. And of course, check out the Empire. Yes, that is the TMPT Empire now. TMPTEmpire.com for all the latest and greatest on the two-man power trip of wrestling. Welcome to the two-man power trip of wrestling. I'm your host, JP Ajampaz, and on today's show, we are joined by the former NWA National Heavyweight Champion, former WWE World Tag Team Champion, former OVW World Heavyweight Champion, former FCW World Tag Team Champion, Mr. Damian Sandow, a.k.a. Aaron Stevens. Welcome back to the two-man power trip. Well, thank you very much for having me. You left out a few titles. I was also FCW... uh... 15 champion uh ovw tag champion multiple times uh and you know what I, a couple others there but i, I really don't follow because i i don't like to keep track of how many titles i've won um you know because well let's face it i'm not a mark oh can i say that on the show <laughs> yes definitely I, 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 i'm teasing completely but i no, thank you um i'm pumped to be back on how are you doing Doing very good. And obviously, you know, you've got a lot of stuff going on. UWN, United Wrestling Network, primetime live every Tuesday on Fight TV and, of course, on in-demand pay-per-view as well. What's been going on over there? I feel like it's been really picking up steam. Uh, You know what? It has. And um, it's a, you know, always like anytime, right? You're going to kind of start a a business venture, right? And then you kind of embark on that journey of... uh, of putting your product out there and, you know, people 
they're not familiar with it and uh it's it's risky but especially you know during a pandemic with everything going on um you know to launch a new wrestling product was uh was interesting but you know there's and there's always two sides to every coin right people were talking about oh uh the public is starving for entertainment um you know, and then here, you know, we have the means uh, via the amazing, and let me just say, I will say amazing people at Thunder Studios. Um, the whole staff crew are just, I tell you, top notch from the people that check you in to uh, the owner. And um, it's really, really a, a pleasure to be able to go there every Tuesday. And um, yeah, it's, it's just, it's, it's something like, you know, it would take a lot to get me back in the business. Right. And I, I said this, um, in January of 2019, right. Cause I was, I was still out completely, mm-hmm. uh, and had no plans of returning at all, but then, okay. So NWA, they, they just happened to create a, uh, a product that is what the fans want. Like it's wrestling the way it should be circa, you know, 1986, 87. Um, and they let talent have creative freedom. And it's just such a, such a good thing. Um, so I'm okay. I'm like, I'm back in the business. Now this opportunity um, with United Wrestling, um, you know, to be kind of working in somewhat of a behind the scenes role um, is, is pretty crazy. And, um, you know, I also write the, um, or I don't say write, um, I, I guess book is the term, uh, Championship Wrestling from Hollywood, because I don't write stuff down. Uh, you know, you just kind of go and, Yep. you know, do the best you can from there. But uh, no, it's um, yeah, it it really is something. And uh, the funny thing is, everyone that's watched the show has just been, you know, blown away. Like they said, the the show has gone above and beyond uh, expectations uh, in both the production and the quality of matches. I mean, you're, you know, we had Peter Avalon versus Chris Dickinson, like where, you, you know. Peter Avalon outside of an AEW ring, you know, obviously the, you know, NWA talent, um, Serena Deeb, um, she was there, you know, um, just, you never know who's going to show up. Um, you know, this, this upcoming Tuesday, we have Eric Redbeard, formerly Eric Rowan. Um, you know, there, uh, Davey Boy Smith Jr. Mike Bet like there, there's so many, so many people that are just coming in and uh again the quality of the matches is just through the roof um production it's it's funny it just keeps getting better every single week which is great and um you know i I think that now um we're really starting to notice a difference in you know the numbers and like people are starting to watch people are talking about it it's um it's kind of like the thing to do so slowly but surely we're getting there yeah, it feels like who the hell knows who's going to show up. James Storm pops up. Like you're right, Serena Deeb is now NWA Women's Champion. What's it like uh, for you just transitioning? Like you said, it's more of a backstage role. You're doing a lot of creative and stuff and booking, so to speak. What's it like making the transition to that role? Um, You know what? It, it's been very, very cool and very easy because, um, you know, I'm, I'm very, very fortunate to – be surrounded by people that I trust them uh, and I trust their expertise. I trust their opinions, um, you know, and, uh, on a number of different things. Um, you know, they have kind of just said, like, do what you want. Um, and now we discuss things and stuff, but like, you know, uh, Hollywood and, um, you know, because I, I started there and then with this, 
it's it, it's refreshing. You know, I, I don't have to really um, have to, number one, deal with people I don't want to deal with. Number two, uh, I kind of have that creative freedom. But but the thing is, like, what I like to do is, you know, some people who are learning, too. I'm not going to mention any names, but, like, you know, from a behind-the-scenes standpoint, some very, very talented, capable, um, you know, good people, as far as I can tell. And um, I think I'd be able to tell if they were bad people by now. But, um, you know... For me, it's like, hey, what would you guys do? Like, see if this works. Like, like, give them some freedom too. Kind of like give people uh, early on the opportunity that I never really had. Um, so it's kind of cool, you know, when you're in a, I don't want to say like office position, but um, but we'll, we'll call it that, even though I'll never be right. office, Aaron. But um, when you're in a position to help someone, um to not go out of your way to bury them or not, not help them. You know what I mean? Um, yep. And in wrestling, you see that a lot to where like, look, if I can, you know, make someone think or like ha have a part of the business click for someone, you know, and, and show them why. Cause a lot of people, you know, like they complain about wrestling today and how it's, Oh, it's this, it's that. And then look, and in one of the two major companies, um, you know, you can say they know better. Yes, they do know better, but they don't do it, but okay. Um, you know, uh, there's just, there, there seems to be no teaching going on, right? And based on my kind of experience, you know, you, you, you know what's good, you know what's not good. And, you know, NWA's proof of that. You know, they're the little engine that could. And when it was a bunch of us, like the, um, originally, like we would joke, it's like kind of like the Island of Misfit Toys, but uh, no. It really, at the end of the day, it's not. It's like people could have at the beginning said that, but now it's like, no, we are a distinct product. Um, and it's just a great, great. I was honored to be a part of the, um, you know, the initial NWA tapings, uh, just like I was and am honored to be a part of, uh, you know, the United Wrestling Network's uh, primetime live. Because um, there has been, like, yeah, so, so much like new life breathed into me um as far as the business goes because it's like when i when i actually see it go off of someone it, it clicks or I, I see uh you know a younger guy you know get more and more opportunities and um you know and, and, and the talent trusts me too which i i really value and i don't ever ever want to take that for granted um because if if a talent trusts me you know, I'm not going to go out of my way to bury them. I'm not going to tell them one thing. So I get them to do one thing. And then a week later, all oh, plans change. You know, uh, that's not the kind of person I am. Um, you know, I don't think I had to go back on one promise I made so far. Um, but, you know, I always preface it with, look, nothing is etched in stone. Things change all the time. Here's where we're going to go. If for some, and I always say this, if for some reason this doesn't happen, we will sit down and make it up to you and it may take more time or we may end up in a different direction that we both like, who knows, but understand I'm not going to, you know, screw you over. And I look him in the eye and tell him that. Um, so that's, that's it. And what's the latest with the NWA? Obviously, you know, Billy Corgan came out and says, it's not dead. Don't believe the internet rumors and, you know, and, and the stuff that's out there. What's going on lately with the NWA? Well, I mean, things are popping. We had a, a new women's champion crown, you know, I, um, if the NWA, I mean, to say the NWA is dead, like, my God, you know, that's, if anything, the NWA survived how much, I mean, 
how many years it's, it's you know at times it's been right. on life but now we're in a resurgence of it and um i think you know before uh the pandemic this was really real i mean it, it was really taken off and and i honestly think it's it's still there i mean you know keep watching primetime live i mean there's title changes happening i was robbed by the way um <laughs> and I, I i will say that in full confidence i was absolutely robbed um and, and I, I technically i didn't even lose it because it, there was a glitch in the system and uh it looked like i was pinned um and they were yelling in the referee's ear just to make sure you know it, it was like a montreal screw job you couldn't see it but there were there was an NWA official saying, ring the bell, ring the bell. Um, it was horrible. But, you know, I'm still here. And um, and you know what? I am um, – uh, there, there's other belts. There's other belts. And uh, you know what? There's – I'm a third-degree national champion. I can be a third-degree tag champion, a third-degree TV champion. You know, who knows? A third-degree world champion. You've got to stay tuned. That was uh, that's great. Great, like uh... – comeback story for Trevor Murdoch for sure to win the title okay. but with you and uh you know holding that bell putting the uh you know the, the three straps on it if you will that was just so funny and so clever you and, and the question mark I don't know I, I just love that stuff it was just you know, you. you're the third degree champion are you literally just like coming up with this stuff riffing you're like all right this will be funny or this will work or let's throw this out there because that's just like a out of the box kind of idea but it was funny and it worked no it, I tell you what it was um none of us saw that one coming <laughs> none of us saw that one coming but man it was uh you know what for the the short time that we've been together like we we've done some <laughs> we, we we've made our small mark you know what i mean like in yep. the uh in the it's we we <laughs> we've uh we've been given some good stuff <clears throat> excuse me and um i think we've We've taken the ball and run with it. <laughs> now, with going back to Trevor Murdoch for a second, what do you think about his comeback story? Because I think he was forgotten about for a bit, but obviously he's still around. He's still a great worker. I, I just think he's just one of those kind of underrated guys. What do you think about his comeback trail? Well, the man's a cheater, and the man was in bed with the NWA. Um, <laughs> you know, so I'm I'm not going to say what I think about Trevor Murdoch personally because the man robbed me of – you know, the the first I mean think about this. He not only robbed me, he robbed all the fans of a great champion. He robbed the fans of the first ever third degree champion in pro wrestling history. There's never been a belt with three stripes on it like that. There's never <laughs> been a you know, you no one has ever held a title with such grace and such poise that they say, you know what? Okay, this is a nice belt, but it ain't enough. We need to put some more recognition so you earn a strike. And then another one. And then you're a third degree champion. Like that's, it, it's a very, very um, unique and rare occasion. Kind of like a comet that pro wrestling will see a third degree champion. And um, Trevor Murdoch not only robbed me of that title reign, he robbed the fans of being able to witness more of that title reign. So personally, I'm not going to say anything about Trevor Murdoch. I'm going to leave my feelings to myself because I have class professionally. That's a different story. Professionally, Trevor Murdoch, uh, and, and I say this objectively as much as it pains me, um, one of the most marketable people uh, in the last 15 years of pro wrestling. Just su such a look, uh, 
you know, I mean, there ain't too many people walking around looking like him. Um, very smart man. Excellent mind for the business. Cares about the business. Uh, is an honest man outside of trying to, uh, you know, rob me and the fans of the greatest title reign in pro wrestling history. And I'm going to say that. But I've never known Trevor to stab anyone in the back but me. Um, but, you know, like, to have a guy like that who should have had so much more in WWE, so, so much more. Um, and, and you're right, you know, he, he kind of did the, the Aaron thing, you know, he, he just said, I'm done with the business. Like he said, okay, that's it. You know? Um, and I remember I saw him there the first day of the tapings. I was like, Oh, cool. Then I, I saw him get in the ring and I saw him do his thing. And you know what? Shame on anyone for releasing Trevor Murdoch and shame on, um, you know, all of us for forgetting about him. Uh, you know, he, there's only one Trevor Murdoch and, and I, I don't, when I say something like that, that's not cliche. Um, like there's that, that, that's pretty much the highest compliment I could pay someone because, uh, you know, I tell you what, there's a lot of people that look the same. There's a lot of people that wrestle the same. There's a lot of people that talk the same, um, you know, and, Trevor's different. He's himself. And again, a great competitor, but ultimately, uh, you know, as, as a human, thumb, thumbs down um, in terms of a human being for robbing me and the fans of, uh, of again, the greatest title reign in pro wrestling history. Oh, and, and Ben is an excellent, I will say this, is an excellent family man. Um, his kids are very, very lucky. I know his wife's very lucky. Like we, we've talked, you know, prior uh, to him stabbing me in the back, of course. Um, but uh, but no, well, just just a, I'll say a first class human being because he is a first class human being. But still, just remember, just, that's a third degree thumbs down. Um, but yeah, so that's that's my opinion of, of Trevor. Again, um, just that's that's pretty much what uh. What I think nobody can know be. I'm not going to the, the guy. If there was a Father of the Year award, give it to him. If there was a stab someone in the back and take their third degree title and, and be in cahoots with the NWA and the referee and everything like that, he would win that one too because that's what he did. Many months ago, I don't know if you remember this, you should, there was a great picture of all the guys at the taping, and yes. all the way in the back, you zoom in all the way in the back, and it's you and the question mark, I couldn't stop lying, you guys are pointing at the belt, like everyone else is smiling, paying attention, you guys are paying attention to the belt, no, you well, the question mark, great chemistry. No, it, it was not the third degree national title, it was my actual third degree black belt in my group. Yes, yeah. Yep. Yep. Um, your no, your karate was, belt. Yeah, yeah, yep. That was something. I mean, I had just earned that. I had just earned the third stripe. Um, you know, I, I went from a white belt to a third-degree black belt in a matter of three and a half weeks, which is unprecedented <laughs> in uh, really any kind of, of martial art and in, in any kind of ranking system uh, known to the Eastern or Western world. Um, and, again, that was – due to the question mark being a wonderful sensei. And, uh, but again, you know, you, you, 
the, those stripes, they're, they're not given out. You know, it's not like I went and, um, you know, Amazon.com and bought a black belt for $13.95 plus, you know, $2.30 <laughs> shipping and handling. And then you go to Home Depot and you buy just yellow tape and you no, that thing that was earned. You can't just go and buy one of those. Um, so, yeah, that was something we're proud of. And we um, we just said, you know what? All these people are smiling. No, like we're going to we're, we're going to show everyone what we've been up to. And we just we just took the picture of the belt. Yeah, that was. Very, very funny stuff. I really liked it. The chemistry with you and the question mark has been great. And it kind of seems like it may be leading to a return of the question mark. And maybe you guys going after Eli Drake and James Storm for the tag team titles as well. That's very questionable. I guess we'll have to watch primetime live to find out. Yeah, I, I hope so. It does seem like, you know, you were a little erratic backstage. And then it, obviously it does seem like uh, Drake and James Storm are uh, in your crosshairs. Well, you know, erratic, sporadic, let's just be diplomatic. I was trying to uh, enlighten the fans once again via commentary. Um, dude got in my way, and uh, he had to pay. You know what I mean? He yep. took the chip right there, right? Like, that's how yes. uh, that's how we do it on Primetime Live. And um, it's it's sad, but hey. You know, I'm just trying to do what I have to do, and that's give the people what they want. Now, changing gears here, I just wanted to ask you about Ms. Dow and that great gimmick you had over in uh, WWE. I just thought that was just so well done. And you kind of alluded to before, maybe somebody, it could be Vince or somebody creative, maybe telling you you're going in one direction and it changes the next week. You don't want to do that. You want to be like that. Is that something that happened with, with Ms. Dow and that character and, and that team? Pretty much, no. Um Pretty much what happened is I was bored on Raw one day, decided I'd fall down when Miz fell down. and um, Next thing I know, um, it was nine months later and a whole bunch of T-shirts and crazy moments and everything. And um, yeah, it, it was just uh, it, like literally what happened, I think was I, I got it was might have been the second week. I'm not sure. But after Raw, he called me over to Gorilla and he's like, so he just fell down. Yep, I'm his stunt double. I'm trying to be his study. He goes, do whatever you want. If I need to pull you back, I'll let you know. And I didn't talk to him for about nine or ten months or something like that. Oh, uh, I just all that. I mean, if we were, you know, obviously like a pay per view finish, if it was intricate and stuff, or like TV. Yes, it, we would, you know, whatever. But uh, pretty much during, even if it was pay per view, live on Raw or SmackDown. 90% of everything was improv. Wow. And you don't hear that a lot. I didn't know what he was doing um, if I, unless I needed to. And that was all improv. Is that normal for WWE? Because you always hear everything is so scripted and they want everybody doing exactly what they want. You know, I, I always, I kind of, I always had a little bit of leeway and uh, I'm for that. I am extremely, extremely grateful because look, let's, um, Let's call it what it is. You know, there's a lot of money um, that goes into Raw. It's a lot of money that goes into SmackDown. But we are on live TV. Um, you know, to have, like, someone with a live microphone, that that's that's pretty crazy, right? I mean, not only, I mean, let's forget the fact that we're in an arena full of thousands and thousands of people. Um, 
but you're also trying to sell something. You're trying to sell an angle. You're trying to sell a storyline. Um, you know what I mean? So that's, that's something. So yeah, I mean, to, to be scripted, it's cool. But like if a talent can do it in their own way and even breathe more life into it, that's always a good thing, you know? Um, so I, I, I was very, very, very lucky, uh, since day one. And I will, um, you know, I, I'll never forget that, you know, that was something that no matter what was going on, um, you know, with whatever, um, whenever I got to talk, whenever I got to, they pretty much were like, okay, just do your thing. Yeah, and that's kind of, uh, I guess, unique a little bit because you always hear, like I said, you it's always hearing like script, 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 everything is scripted except for a few guys. So that's pretty unique that you can kind of create your own character and Vince is like, I, you know, I like it or whatever. Go for it. It just seems really kind of very, obviously very trusting of you, but it's very kind of cool to see like, okay, you're doing this basically on your own without their creative uh, behind it. Yeah, well, thank you. You think that that is kind of maybe more needed in wrestling. I know NWA and, and UWN is more about it, but do you think that is more needed? Like trust the guys more, trust the wrestlers more? Yes. Um, and no, now no. I'm not practicing for, um, you know, the election. I'm actually, <laughs> or being a politician, shall we say, but uh, no, he, here's, here's the thing. It's from what I've kind of, learn right it has to be on an individual basis um if somebody does not have the strongest promo skills in the world you cannot put them out there i mean on live television on a bigger stage right uh maybe in a small show whatever but like it all depends right like you you can't put them out there and say hey um go talk you know they, they're not gonna know what to say they're not gonna have kind of that mental clock for how much time has gone by which is another thing on live tv um you know, there's there's quite a bit that you have to do now. Now, certain people you should, um, and then other people need to be helped. So I think like if pretty much like I have a zero stress level, um, and I deal with different talent every week, right? My whole thing is, you know, okay, if you trust the talent enough to know what they're doing in the ring, especially if you've seen their stuff before, right? So I'm not gonna go like when they say, oh, you're an agent, I'm like, no, I ain't. There's two things I ain't, a trainer or an agent. Um, hmm. I don't have the patience to train anyone. Um, I, I, I don't think I'd be very good at it because really all my stuff was feel. Like I, to teach someone how to fall down, like that's, there's so many people so much more skilled, better, more patient, um, and, and, you know, better technical wrestlers than I am. Um, you know, it's like go to them. Um, but I can like, get in the ring with someone and tell them what to do and it'll be fine. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, so that, that's always where I, I just kind of felt everything. Um, so with, with the talent, no, like if, if someone asked me for help on a promo, absolutely. I'll sit with them. We'll come up with some stuff. Um, and if someone helps me for an idea, but pretty much the talent we booked, they're all very, very capable. And I want to give them the can canvas to paint on, right? Like my job is to just be like, okay, here is your, canvas you have 20 minutes whatever paint do your thing you know like have fun 
Yeah, absolutely. With, you know, Ms. Dow and obviously, which is really Ms. and yourself teaming up together and you're playing that Ms. Dow character. Was like, what was the chemistry like with Ms.? You guys get along, not get along. I mean, was it easy chemistry with you? Did you guys really think mesh well? Like 2004. Um, We were in OBW together. We were friends there. We were friends in WWE. Um, You know, we didn't always travel together. Um, You know, occasionally we did, but. No, him and I, we have always been cool. Like I've, you know, we've had get-togethers at his house, and um, no, and, and you know, our our chemistry it was not from again being so close, right? It's not like I was with him like I was with a uh, a Santino or a Brodus, right? Um, but like we just had this weird thing. Like when we were out there, neither of us were selfish. Like we were like, okay, we understand what the act is. We neither of us were trying to steal a show because you, as great as the Mizdow was, what's the first syllable in Mizdow? Miz, right? You could not like I couldn't have done what I've done unless I had someone that good. Now, if he had, you know, like, okay, if anyone tried to be selfish, right? Yes, you can always upstage them, but there's a very brief shelf life. Um, for Miz to be so gracious and so giving. And to be like, okay, we we have something here, right? Like we, our best moments were just, like we were so in sync when we were out there. It wasn't even funny. Like uh, we won the tag belts. He just knew. Like I was thinking, oh my god, please come over and grab my tag belt. He just knew it. He did it. And then he got on one post. I went on another. And this was actually one of the, one of my favorite moments of my career. I think it was St. Louis at Survivor Series. And I don't remember much. I remember Money in the Bank. Remember, I remember the uh, St. Louis, <laughs> but uh, Money in the Bank was Philly, and then yeah, this was I'm almost sure this was St. Louis. Um, so he would like he raised the belts up. They do. I raised my hands up. They right, and, and we just we kept doing that. We went to one side, another side, back to the other side, and it was long enough to where I mean this was going on for about two minutes, which is a very long time, right? Um, yep. And I just remember that was like one of the only times that I like actually was like whoa, like this is really insane. And um, it was just such a, I don't know, it was such a great moment. And um, again, Miz, like all of his success is so well-deserved. Um, and and I'm, I'm really, really still, you know, like, happy he's doing his thing. And uh, yeah, we, we just, again, we had that chemistry. I mean, in, in like he would let me do my stuff. I would let him do his stuff. You know, I'd always be a couple steps behind. Like we, we got what it was. And um, yeah, Miz is He's one of the best, you know. And you were getting insane reactions. I mean, you got so over with that gimmick. It's great. And it's kind of weird, or not really weird, but it's interesting to hear that, like, the agent didn't tell you, okay, you're going to hold up the belt, and he's going to take it down. You guys just kind of came up with that yourself. That's pretty, uh, you know, ingenious of you guys. Like, no, we came up with that on the spot. Like, we Yeah, that's amazing. We we just, like, we would – God, there was so much we did that – like like one time I, it was like a suplex where I think it was Ryback. We're we're on Raw doing something and um, Ryback had the stalled suplex on Miz, and uh, it might have been Glenn. Like he he looked at me and goes, "Well, what are you gonna do now?" And I just go, uh, "I don't know." So which is of course a challenge. And all right, we're on live TV, um, and like. Ryback was holding him up there. He was stalling him big time. So I'm like, okay, so I, 
I think I, I went on the outside and did a handstand against the ropes. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. And like when he fell, I, it was just, it was so ridiculous. Um, <laughs> but, uh, but no, we, we had fun. We, we, we had so much fun and um, I, I would not trade my time with him for anything. Nobody in the back ever tells you like, all right, dial it back. You know, you're, he's getting hit. You're getting, no one ever tell you dial it back or anything no. like that word to me ever to where i mean i i consider arn anderson um you know a when i was there he he was i don't friend isn't it but he was somebody i he was one of my go-to you know what i mean like we were very friendly with each other right um dean malenko same thing um fit finley you know to like love fit finley it's just like we wouldn't talk as much right but like fit was always cool um uh, Jamie Noble was awesome, right? So, like, we <laughs> – I remember coming to the back on house shows and, like, I'm looking at Arn Anderson, one of the greatest wrestlers ever, right, and Dean Malenko. And uh, and they're, like, high-fiving me and stuff. I'm going, you know, this is something I never thought when I was in OVW that would be going. goes, well, you know, you're making your money. And then and, you know, and Dean had they, – they all had great sense of humor about it. And um, But it, it was just very surreal. I'm like, you guys are the best ever, and you're telling me that me – essentially taking a pee on the business um is great so whatever um and it's interesting i talk to arnold like all the time and i interviewed him before and i've asked him like you know who have they missed out on and he always like kind of mentions you he's like i don't know how they miss how do they miss you know what i mean like how, how do you take a swing and a miss like that with some of the guys especially um, with yourself i don't think it's a miss i think it's a choice not mm. to hit. you know what i mean Yep. Um, I think it's a choice not to go in a direction. You know, hmm. um, has to be. Yeah. To oh, be. yeah. Logically, think about it. It has to be. Um, I had no known enemies that I known of. Like, like I've never failed a drug test there. I have never really gotten a backstage altercation. Um got along with everyone uh you know never dated anyone in the company never did any of that um so i guess it was a decision not to go i mean maybe someone hated me who knows um but they didn't to my face that's for sure so if i have a problem with somebody i usually you know we'll try to think about it not make any rash decisions but then if, if it's something that's bothering me I'll go and I'll talk to him. Um, never happened to me. So whatever, you know, that's life. That's the business world. That's corporate America. Um, but you know what? They, they can take your push away from you, but they can't take your talent. Very true. Good point. Did you tell Arn I said hello. Yes, will do. Yeah. I used to have his numbers now, but like, just, just give Arn my best. Yeah. I got a new phone. I lost a bunch of people's numbers, but uh, no, Arn, I tell you what, he is first class. He is the best. Uh, that's uh, for sure. Did you expect you and Miz to have this big, you know, when you, the team breaks up and you lose the tag titles? I mean, did you expect like this big feud, this big kind of maybe not main event, but, but a big time breakup feud that yep. you expect from a tag team? Yep. And yep. what happened? Douse the flames with a wet blanket. <laughs> that's that's, <laughs> they, that's pretty much the answer. Yep. Do they explain it to you? Like it's it's almost nope. like cut and dry. It's so simple that it, this should nope. happen. 
Nope. Douse the flames with a wet blanket. Wow. It just seems yep. like sometimes they're creative. It's like so, something that's so obvious and right there. The fans there, would love they were so into you that it's a home run, but they blew, there, they blew it. Yeah, there was um, another performer on the card, shall we say, uh, that was – and I know this because some of the agents even told me, but uh, I, I don't name names and things like this. Um, but when we were going to WrestleMania um, – they were, oh, you know, where do we go after Mizdow? Where do we go after? Like, they were they were planting the seeds to stomp the fire out. That I know for a fact. And I just said, give me a mic on live TV, and I'll take care of the rest. And actually, that happened, and it worked way better than they thought. Um, and then um, it was in, like, Green Bear or something, we, or one of those towns. Um, but I came out, uh, and I was just me in a black T-shirt, and I said, look, I came to the WWE in a blue bathrobe. I was this, I was that, and I, it was very much, it was like an everyman thing. I just talked to them and they went nuts. And then, um, you know, the next week I was dressed as Randy Savage after I said, I'm going to stop trying to be like other people. So that is again, creatively, that's what happened. But, um, you know, sometimes you don't want to accept the fact that something works and, you know, where do we go after this? Where do we go after this? It's like, Hey, I'm the guy that invented this. Like, let me take care of that. Like you worry about what you're doing. It's obviously working. Um, I'll worry about me, but, uh, but no, that was just, you know, some people, they like to, um, you know, have the, uh, the wet blankets ready. <laughs> yeah, really. Cause it just, I mean, like, right. That promo, it seemed like a home run waiting to happen. Is that something that it's just, I don't know, like that creatively just stifles you. You just get like so frustrated with the business at that point. Well, the thing is, like, you know, after the money in the bank, um, essentially Mizdow came from that because I was I was over it. So I was able to kind of, you know, just creatively be at that level where I, I had so much more freedom in my own mind anyway. Um, and I think that's why Mizdow was able to happen. And then, you know, what happened was I got excited. I'm like, oh, wow, okay. So I'm finally now, you know, um, like intellectual savior was a heel. This is a baby face, but it's like it was the same thing. Um, you know, because his intellectual savior, well, that character had a lot of heat and, and it was, there was a lot of, you know, it, that character and Mizdow were two completely different things. But if you really look at that character, I mean, they, it worked just as well, in my opinion, um, from a heel standpoint. And, um, you know, this time I'm like, I got excited. I'm like, okay, maybe those works a baby face. And then it just not, I mean, it, it was to the point where like, you know, agents were all cool, but like the upper office, like they, they wouldn't even look at me in the eye when I would come back from gorilla after getting reactions like that. And, um, you know, I had just said, okay, whatever, like, we're just going to go with it. Um, and, uh, and yeah, so like ultimately you have no choice in life, but to just kind of go with it, you, you have, um, a certain hand you're dealt and just like, you know, the late great Kenny Rogers said, no one to hold them, no one to fold them. Um, so you just kind of play the hand as best you can. And, uh, and that's it. If they don't create it, is that true? Like, if, if they're not, you know, creating it, they have a problem pushing it? Um, I've heard that. But again, you know, how do you always know that for a fact? Like, I, I think sometimes if you look, if you create something, you're going to have a propensity to want that vision to succeed. Correct. Yep. Um, if someone else creates it, maybe it's just not like 
oh, I hate this. And I, and, and sometimes I'm sure it is, or I hate this person. And now we're going to stomp it out. But sometimes it may just be like, oh, we didn't create that. It's working great. We have to go create our own thing. So again, I think it's just more or less like a propensity to kind of go to your own um, brainchild as opposed to the brainchild of someone else, my opinion. But I mean, that's like, it all depends on how you view the business. Like I've always viewed the business of like, you pay attention to um, the people outside of the ring, right? The people in the ring and the people in the back are the least important people in the building because if the people aren't paying their money to watch, none of us have a job. So listen to them. Um, but again, that's just me. Well said, for sure. When you did win Money in the Bank, that's one of those things where it's like, okay, usually the Money in the Bank winner, except for maybe uh, Ken Anderson or Ken Kennedy, we know he lost his Money in the Bank briefcase, but it almost seems like, okay, you get the Money in the Bank, they're going to give you a main event push or maybe a world title, maybe. You end up losing. Is that like shocking to you? Or, or you know, maybe yep. you get the rug pulled out from under you? Oh, yeah. Yeah. But, you know, like Scott Hall said, fake when you win, fake when you lose. Um, but it's <laughs> yep. no, but, but but it still stings. Um, yeah, yep. You know, what can you do? We were up against Monday Night Football, the World Series. I uh, there was some other storyline thing. I don't. It is what it is. It had to happen. You know, you just you do it, you move on, and created Mizdo out of it. So what the hell? Yeah, true. I just thought it was great because you create like such a good face character, Mizdo. But I also love Damian Sandow. You know the uh, the savior of the unwashed masses and 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 like i don't know i just thought that was such a great heel character where does that come from too that was um so okay so i was in fcw and um acting like rip rogers and uh rip rogers of course a uh professional wrestler the hustler rip rogers um i started wearing pink tights and acting like rip rogers um, one of the gentlemen that was working for the office at the time said I was too bland, which if you've ever seen Rip, that's like the farthest thing. So Dusty was kind of shocked and Dusty was like, all right, look, obviously, uh, this guy doesn't know what he's talking about. So you're going to do what I say. You're going to get a robe and you're going to be bland. You're going to be like Luthez. Okay. So I got the robe and everything. And then it just kind of, kind of just clicked, man. It was like, Okay, so the pink tights people would boo, but the robe is a way to cover them up. And then it was just like these layers kept getting added on. And um, I just, like, it, it just happened, man. It, it just, like, you know, you, uh, people compared to Lenny Papo because it was, a, you know, I, I would do a cartwheel, which was ripped off from him. I will say that. And I, I thank him for that. And I have thanked him for that. Um, but then, you know, the, the Hannibal Lecter side of that character um, you know, if you watch like the earlier stuff, how, you know, I, I would be the, you know, I'd beg off and then I'd get excited into a car, but then I would like actually like enjoy mauling someone when I had the upper hand. Um, there was, there, there was a two-sided character, um, that never really got the opportunity to be explored as much as I would have liked it to. Um, cause there was some very, very twisted ways you could have spun that character off. Um, and you know, you just, again, do it the best you can. And even the way you held the microphone, it was like, oh, this guy is yeah. so pompous. Like, was that just you just in your head thinking like, oh, it's going to be a glass of wine or something? No. no. So what happened is um, wh- one of the other inspirations was this insane 
college professor I had, um, and he would he'd have a cup of coffee, and he would hold the coffee like this, right? And <laughs> he would like one time I sat in the front, and and he was like all over the place with his coffee, and like it was spilling everywhere, and uh, but he he was one of those people that was just so intellectual he had completely lost touch with reality. Like, you know, his, his, his shirt and his pants didn't match. And it was, it wasn't a good thing. You know what I mean? Yep. Um, like it's, it's April and you have a Christmas tie on, <laughs> you know what I mean? But, but you're not, you're not aware that it's a Christmas tie. Right. Yep. Like it, it it's, it, he was, he was something. Um, so I just was like, I was channeling him and then I ended up holding the mic like that. And, um, actually Goldust was, was there on promo day and he's like, wow, I love the way you held the mic. And I didn't even realize I was holding the mic like that. Cause I, when, when I slip into a character, right. Um, and it's funny cause I don't, I don't have like a method I go through. I just like, whenever I'm, I'm dressed, I'm ready to go. Um, it's a weird thing. Like I'm trying to get there, trying to get there. But when I go through the curtain, it like, Everything just—it's like a, I'm a different human being. So that's love it. That's kind of like why I think I'm able to to adjust on the fly so well. And where does the name come from? Because everyone always says FCW has the name generator. They they throw it in there. You know, you scoop it out, and one name yep. is here, one name is there. We had a couple different names, and that was the one that won. <laughs> that was just like you need to get a new name. Okay, that was it. You know. You always hear funny stories like Baron, Corbin, Dolph, Ziggler. You know, it's just like random yes. names that they just throw together. So it's like, what the hell? Where do the names come well, from? It's just so crazy. Hey, Dolph made it work, right? <laughs> oh, yeah. Big time. Big time. It is funny, though, because some people will complain. I forget what Eli Drake's name was was when he was down there, but it was, it was awful. I mean, it, I forget. It's something so bad. But it's just funny. It's like some guys can make it work. Some guys just get hampered down with, like, I hate this name. Why do they give me this creative name? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Did you ever feel like that with, with Damien Sandow? You're like, no, nah, I'm going to make this work no matter what. No. I mean, you make it work. Look, um, Cassius Clay changed his name. It worked out for him. Absolutely. Yep. And and by that, look, the name doesn't make the performer. The performer makes the name. It's that simple. Yeah, very, very true. What did you think about teaming up with Cody Rhodes? Obviously, he's doing a lot of big things over in AEW right now. The Rhodes Scholars. What did you think about that team? I tell you what, we never had a bad match. And I'll say that. We never, ever had a bad match against each other as a tag team. Um not once. And business wise, it was like what well, we would yeah, like we we, we clicked. You, you can say that. We definitely, definitely clicked. And it was uh a lot of fun. Some of the stuff we did, um, you know, from situations where us having to be like the workhorses, um, to situations of us having to carry a segment with entertainment, um, uh, to situations of us trying to have to do both in the same night. Um, you know, we, we've gone out there, we've had one time, we had another segment added to us on raw, we were wrestling the colognes and they said, you guys have another segment. And we were just like, all right, cool. I mean, thank God it was the colognes. Thank God it was the colognes. Um, but, uh, yeah, you know, that was it. That was like, 
uh, that that was who we were. And uh, and you know what? Good for him for everything he's doing. Still have a relationship with Cody with this kind of AEW and NWA kind of connection? Or no, no, no. You know what? Uh, it's one of those things. Like when I, I you know I left wrestling, and um, you know he stayed in it, and just kind of never really, you know, never just paths haven't really crossed. Did you think that they could have done more with you guys together, either as a team or individually? It's, it's... And I, we should have won the tag titles. Absolutely. Yeah. I, I firmly believe we were the best team in the WWE. It was kind of surprising that they didn't give you the titles. Is anything, like, I'm just always curious about backstage. Stuff. Is anything ever mentioned, you guys? Like, you're going to win the titles, we, we like you guys, or nothing? It, it was mentioned and then never happened, so whatever. Is that par for the course there? Yeah. Yeah. Yep. So it's as At far as kind Gotcha. As far as when you do get released from WB and, and that whole scenario, it was kind of shocking to think every fan that was there. Were you surprised that they let you know beforehand or was it completely uh, like a shock to you as well? I asked for my release. Uh, oh, you did? Okay. Yeah. I, I remember it was, I think it was WrestleMania week. Um, I, I went to Mark Rhino and asked because I was like, look, I'm not happy. This is, I mean, it was just, you know, I was done. Um, and then he said no. And then they did it a few weeks later. So, hey, whatever. <laughs> is that one of those things that's got to be on their terms, I guess? Who knows? Who knows? Now, you said you wanted to be released. You weren't happy there. What, like, Absolutely. was it all the start and stop pushing and stuff like that? That kind of led to the yeah. wanting the release? Yeah. It, it was just, it was kind of like an amalgamation of things. Um, and, you know, that, like, you can't get answers from anyone. And um, I really was not a fan of what was expected of us and how we were treated as opposed to, um, you know, how. It, all right. It, all right. And then here's the thing, right? You know what you sign up for there, right? Sign a contract and know. And, and that's why it always kind of. <clears throat> upset me when people will go on and they'll bury WWE, right? Um, no. No, 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 no. Everyone knows what they sign up for. And if it doesn't work out, don't go, you know, trying to bury the people that paid you, right? Regardless of what kind of people they are, if they paid you, you had a good thing, right? Hey, let it go. Um, but, you know, again, um, wasn't my cup of tea, let's say. Yeah, like the, the ratio just wasn't there for what was expected of me as to how I was being treated, right? Um, and I'm not going to get into it, but um, look, it's unhealthy. Time to time to leave. Time to go. Uh, and, and look, it was as simple as that. And, and they wanted to do it on their terms. That's wonderful. That's great. Um, you know, as long as it got done, who cares? It got done. No blood was spilt. We're good. You know, it's, yep. it really is that simple because like people, um, you know, some guys have a very hard time and it'll kind of eat them up and stuff. Um, and you know, it, it does. It's like, you know, when you're used to a certain lifestyle, you're going to be like, Oh, okay, this is different. You know, uh, Sunday night at home. Like what's that feel like? Um, but you know, it's just, that's what life is, man. It, it, it's transitions, right? You have to kind of like, to me, if I had stayed in WWE, if I was still there now, like the experiences I have had post WWE to now, I would not have trade the, traded those or trade. I wouldn't trade those for anything in the world. So, um, and especially like, you know, some fairly good stuff on the horizon, shall we say. Um, 
yeah, it, it's just kind of like it, it makes you who you are and it makes life interesting. You know, like to me, a paycheck isn't worth, um, you know, your all of your time, right? A paycheck isn't worth just sacrificing so much of your life and um, not being okay with what you get for it in return. So it is what it is, you know, and again, more power to people there and uh, and more power to everyone who's not there and doing well. So, yeah, and not doing well, you know, let, let I, I hope everyone can just be content after wrestling. Like that's the thing. If you can be content and then, cause once you're content, like with, and I'm not talking about life, I'm talking about on the inside, like it opens up so many more um, opportunities, right? Like if you're, you're not having to prove yourself, like you can just say, okay, that was part of my life. It's done. That chapter is closed. Um, you know, like there's no, there's not going to be any burying or, or anything like that, but there's not going to be, um, you know, a return either. So it's closed. Move on. You know, that's all. What is your take on the whole third party thing? I know it's almost like 50, 50 here. Some people complaining. Some people says you got to read into your contract. You got to know where you signed. What do you think about the whole WWE third party in, independent contractor thing that people are you know, really a buzz about right now? Well, again, um, you know what you sign up for, right? Sign a contract. Um, do I think it is right during a pandemic to try to hinder people's third-party bookings when they're independent contractors? No. Um, I don't even think it's legal, but then uh, I have uh, not gone to law school, so it's who am I to say? Um, but look, um, do I think that that practice – all right, I'm not, I'm not going to talk about anyone in particular, but from what I know, from what I have heard, because I'm not there – that practice of calling people independent contractors and not treating them as such to try to like hinder their freedom and everything. I think that's wrong. I think it's shady. And I think it's uh, just, again, not something that a wonderful family, you know, trying to, and look, everyone tries to have a squeaky clean image. Right. But we all know, you know, um, it, it is what it is. So, Look, you know what you sign up for. Um, not the most uh, ethical, shall we say? Um, because look, someone's got to say something. Someone's got to do something. No one has. But you know what? At the end of the day, it does not affect me. Uh, it doesn't affect my bank account. Um, so, you know what? I, I really am not that invested in it. But that—that's kind of my two cents. And in the grand scheme of the situation, it ain't worth that much. Sorry about that. Cat's bothering me again. He's, oh, no, it's okay. I, I'm an animal person, so yeah, it's all good. <laughs> she's hopping up. I'm just afraid she'll uh, tap the screen and uh, <laughs> lose the interview. But you know, kind of looking back on the on the WB career, I always look and say, like, okay, what was the guy's like high water marks? Like, what did he do? It's like, okay, main events versus John Cena. Uh, he wins the Money in the Bank. He creates an awesome character in Sandow. Mizdow is just an un even better, unbelievable character got over huge. Do you look at like the high watermarks and, and the stuff and look back fondly at your time? Or are you one of those guys who are like, ah, it's in the past. I'm not really going to, you know, concern myself too much with that. No, I mean, I, I think it's, it's cool to look back fondly, right? It, it's of course, there were awesome memories. I mean, they're just phenomenal. Um, and, and, but the same can be said for my time in Puerto Rico and FCW, OBW, like, you know, there, there's so many great memories. Like I'm not going to lose that at all. Right. And, um, you know, look, 
WWE, okay, so they, they didn't book me the way I wanted to be booked, right? That's life. That, I mean, to say it's all bad and they're all evil and they're all, no. That's, that's not the case, right? Look, I don't want to go back there. But uh, I am not going to use them or try to use them like so many other people have done to try to make myself feel more important or to try. No, like at the end of the day, I signed a contract. Um, they paid me very, I, I will say that always taken care of. And I would always thank the person that was responsible for the payouts. Um, that I will all, yeah, I have no complaints there. Um, you know, I exceeded expectations. I think the majority of the time. Um, yep. And, Look, that, that's what you sign up for. You get what you pay for. And when it's done, it's done. It doesn't mean that, like, I'm going to lead a, or, you know, try to start a crusade or join a crusade against them. No. No. You know, every bump I took was my choice, right? It is not their fault. Um, and, my, and this is just my opinion. Um, if I have a concussion, right? Look, medically, and, I, and I'll, you know, we're going to, I'll say positive just to prove, right? Like medically, I know when guys' heads, they get rocked, they were checked out and, and a lot of them were not able to compete the next night. We would take borderline or baseline, whatever it was. Um, you know, we did that twice a year, I believe. Um, no, they took the concussion thing very, very seriously. Um, they took our, you know, our health. Like health-wise, always. Every, if I ever had an issue, they were always there, um, which I – I don't think I ever had an issue, but, um, you know, there are always people checking on me if I had, you know, looked like I fell the wrong way or something like that or, um, no. So like medically, I think it's ridiculous people suing them for concussion syndrome and like, no, you're just mad because you weren't booked the way you wanted to. Gotcha. Now, as we head towards the finish, I'm sorry, what? You, I, I, uh, my vernacular was off. I said, you, you were just mad. You weren't booked the way you wanted to be. Oh, gotcha. Gotcha. Yes. Now, as we head towards the finish, we head towards the wind down. Of course, talking about United Wrestling Network every Tuesday, primetime live on Fight TV and in-demand pay-per-view as well. Kind of give us one last big you know, push of why everyone should be watching this. There's always surprises and stuff, but what do you think and why people should be watching? Look, it is the epicenter of pro wrestling. Like we started the tournament to crown the first ever United Wrestling Network world champion. Uh, we saw Peter Avalon from AEW taking on Chris Dickinson. Uh, we have Eric Redbeard in this tournament. Um, you know, there's so many people like there, there's surprises. Uh, you never know who's going to show up. There have been title changes. I was robbed out of my title. Um, and yeah, it, it truly is um, a place where you can see anybody. You know, we've had a, Hammerstone on there. Uh, we're going to have Davy Boy Smith Jr. coming in. Thunder Rose is on there. Priscilla Kelly. It, it's just such a. It, it is. It, it's the uh, the epicenter where anyone can fight anyone. And I talked to David Marquez a few weeks ago. He said some other big surprises in store and some big names. So that's something Absolutely. to look forward to. Absolutely. Now, where do you see yourself? I mean, do you kind of want to go back into Hollywood and do some stuff? Do you love in the writing? Where do you see yourself in a couple of years, dominating with the UWN and the NWA? You know what? I've learned at this point to just let let it kind of work itself out, right? Um, you know, I was uh, it was funny because like acting, 
as an actor, I was starting to actually pick up some steam, um, you know, to where I was like, had some network shows under my belt. I was, had like three or four episodes on an NBC show and, um, you know, had one for the, um, the Magnum thing there on CBM. Like, all right, this is good. This is good. And then um, all of a sudden COVID, but, uh, but you know what? It's like, I, I it's funny. I've, I've gotten some more auditions now and um, the last two weeks have been good. So we got some stuff coming up. Nice, awesome stuff. And of course, like I said, United Wrestling Network on Fight TV for Primetime Live every Tuesday and also on in-demand pay-per-view as well. Thank you, Aaron Stevens, a.k.a. Damian Sandow, a.k.a. the only third-degree champion ever in wrestling history. You're very welcome. Have a good one. Now, where where can everybody uh, get your uh, social media just before we go? Uh, you can follow me on Instagram at the Aaron Files. That's T-H-E-A-R-O-N Files. Or on Twitter at Aaron's Thoughts, A R O N S Thoughts. And thank you for allowing me to plug that. Yes. And thank you for uh, joining us. And I appreciate all the time you gave us. Thank you so much. Anytime. Thank you. Bye bye. Thanks for listening to the two man power trip of wrestling. What the world is downloading.